Welcome to episode 256 of the Deeper Christian Podcast. This is a podcast to help you study God's Word, know Jesus intimately, and discover how you can build your life around Jesus Christ. I'm Nathan Johnson, and in today's episode, I want to talk about involving the author in your own Bible study. Let's dive in. Over the last several episodes, we've been giving helpful hints and tips for how to get more out of your Bible study. And in this particular episode, I want to talk about the importance of involving the author of Scripture. I've mentioned this before on the podcast, but studying the Bible is not like studying Shakespeare. <laughs> Praise the Lord. <laughs> well, when I, when I was in high school, I remember sitting in and you know having to read Shakespeare, and I enjoyed Romeo and Juliet and Taming the Shrew and and maybe a few others, but the reality was is Shakespeare is difficult. Shakespeare is hard to read, and there's a lot of times he just doesn't make any sense. Well, especially with the sonnets. <laughs> I remember having to go through a whole series of the sonnets, and I'm reading through them going, this just makes no sense. What on earth are you trying to tell me, Shakespeare? Now, what's interesting is I can't go to Shakespeare and point to his own text and be like, what were you thinking? But this is entirely different with the Bible. Do you realize how phenomenal it is to realize that when you study scripture, you have the author of that book living and dwelling within you via his spirit? Studying the Bible is unlike studying any other book because not only is the author alive, he lives within us, which means when I'm coming to scripture, and scripture is a complicated book. There is a lot of complexity in the word of God. And yet as I come to the word of God and I'm reading and I'm studying and I'm meditating upon it and I'm wrestling through what it means, the phenomenal reality is, is that I can come to the author and say, God, what did you mean by this? What were you trying to communicate? Now, the reality is, is he's probably not going to have booming voices and, and you know, the text is going to come alive and say, oh, here's what it means. But God is going to use things that you hear and things that you read and conversations and, and just even the pressing of his spirit in your life to reveal truth and meaning of his word. There is something so phenomenal when I come to scripture and there's something that just doesn't make sense. And I come to God saying, Lord, what, what does this mean? And a lot of times I'll just set it on the back burner and I'll just let it kind of sit there and just simmer. And it's like, Lord, I, I need clarity. I have no idea what this passage is doing or what, what am I supposed to do or think or respond to this passage? And yet over the course of time, God begins to reveal truth and the, you know, the lights turn on and the aha comes and it's like, wow, that is incredible. And I know it wasn't me because I am not that smart. I know that God has been revealing truth to me through his word. So in light of all that, let me give you a couple of thoughts. Number one, what if you would keep a journal or a notebook of all the difficult passages that you are wanting God to reveal in your life? I found it really helpful if you come across a passage that just doesn't make sense to get a notebook or get a journal and just write it down and put the date, put the passage, and then try to describe why, why doesn't this make sense? And then just let it sit there. And later on, it may be, you know, a week, maybe a month, maybe several years, but when the aha comes and God reveals truth to you, go back to the notebook and look at why didn't it make sense? What was the struggle? 
And it is so amazing just to see God's faithfulness and see him prove himself as he reveals truth to us through his word. There's a phenomenal promise that Jesus gives to the disciples in John chapter 16. He's in the upper room and he's talking about the fact that he's going to depart. But when he departs, he's going to send forth the Holy Spirit. And listen to how Jesus says this in John 16, verse 13. He says, when he, the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. For he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak. And he will tell you things to come. He will glorify me, for he will take of what is mine and declare it to you. I love this passage. Here is Jesus in John 14 saying, I am the truth. And then now in John 16, he says, I'm going to send forth the Holy Spirit, the spirit of truth. Have you ever pondered that? That when the Holy Spirit comes, Jesus says, it is my spirit that the Holy Spirit is the spirit of truth. And if Jesus is the truth, this is the very spirit of Christ. But listen to what Jesus says this Holy Spirit's going to do when he comes. It says that the spirit of truth, when he comes, will guide you into all truth. So here is Jesus, who is truth. He's sending forth the spirit of truth. And when the spirit of truth comes, that spirit is going to guide you into all truth, which is not information. It's a person. Do you know how phenomenal it is to realize that we have the indwelling Holy Spirit within us? And one of the major roles of the Spirit of God is to lead us unto Christ. Or as he says in verse 14, the Holy Spirit is going to glorify Jesus Christ. That is incredible. Now, when you apply that to Bible study, you have this idea that when I come to Scripture, God's very word, that the Holy Spirit is going to be leading and guiding me evermore unto Jesus Christ. He will reveal truth. He will glorify Jesus. So if I come to a passage that just doesn't make sense, well, why wouldn't I want to involve the author? Why wouldn't I want the interaction between my life and the author himself via his spirit and have him lead me into all truth, which again is not information. It's, it's a person. All that being said, can I encourage you to keep a journal or a notebook of all the difficult passages that you may come across and just see how God wants to reveal truth to you. And let me just give you a second practical to kind of apply all of this into our lives. And it's this idea of what if we always involved the author every time we came to scripture? In other words, every time I read the word, every time I studied, every time I memorized, every time I meditated upon his word, what if I would say, Lord, would you come and would you reveal truth to me? And, and would you press me into your word? And would you, would you stir my heart and give me spiritual heartburn? And, and Lord, I, I don't want to engage with your word outside of you. I want to come and I want to bend my knee as we talked about a couple episodes ago. And I want to come under the authority of, of your word. And I want you to change my life. Lord, I want you to give me insight. I want you to open my eyes and open my mind and open my heart so I can receive the very things that you are wanting to communicate to me through your word. So can I encourage you, don't ever come to the word outside of the author. Let us always involve the author of this incredible book every time we get into his word. What an amazing opportunity we have 
to come to the greatest book of all time with the author. Well, I hope that is just an encouragement for you as you engage with the text and as you study and as you read and as you memorize, we have the author living inside of us. So let's interact, communicate, and engage with him as we engage with his word. Well, thank you for listening to this episode of the Deeper Christian Podcast. For show notes of this episode, please visit deeperchristian.com forward slash 256 for episode 256. And until next time, as we continue this little mini series, walking through tips and ideas to help you deepen your Bible study and help you grow spiritually in your life with Christ, know I'm praying for you and cheering you on as you build your life around Jesus Christ.